to me this question. What kind of bread is it that's a lot like a giant biscuit, but better? You won't have to wait for yeast. It's studded with fruit and it's delicious. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And this is, I was gonna say the latest issue. I think I'm a magazine all of a sudden. Uh, this is <laughs> the latest episode of the Chili Bakes Gluten-Free Podcast, where I walk you through gluten-free bakes and share my recipes with you. And we can hang out in the kitchen together. And today we're making Irish soda bread. St. Patty's Day is coming up. Oh, yes, it is. And this is an amazing bread. I'm not saying I'm making it traditionally, but I'm making it deliciously. That sounds fine, right? Deliciously is the word. Yes, deliciously. The Irish soda bread we're making today has some oats in it, oat flour, and a little bit of sweetener. It's studded with currants, raisins, or both. You don't have to do that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be delicious bake and gluten-free. Yay! All those things. So I'm excited you're here to join me. Thanks so much for tuning in again. I'm always appreciative when you rate, review, subscribe, share the podcast with somebody you know uh, who would like to find out more about gluten-free or gluten-free baking. I'd love to hear from them. I always want to see your bakes too, so send me those pictures. And you can always find me when I'm not baking on the podcast. You can find me baking on Instagram and TikTok. So I'm all over the place. All right, guys, let's get to baking this delicious Irish soda bread. I'm starting the dry ingredients by, oh, I'm, I'm preheating the oven. Everybody should be cloud of me, proud of me. I'm preheating the oven. We're preheating the oven to 375. I'm going to put the rack in the middle if it's not already there. All right, I am starting the dry ingredients by having a, very, a large high-sided bowl. Uh, we're gonna be cutting in butter and we'll have about four cups, a little bit over four cups of flour. So the flour will go everywhere if you have a narrow bowl or a short bowl. So we're getting a high-sided bowl and we're starting with cup for cup multi-purpose flour. We're gonna use three and a quarter cups. And make sure when you measure your flour, you scoop and measure instead of um, dip because you could pack a lot more flour and then your dish is dry or doesn't do what you want it to. Okay, this will take me a minute since I need three cups of the three and a quarter cups. I'm gonna set this aside. Oh my gosh. I feel like weakling every time I try to pick up the flour because it's so heavy. Okay, and here's something, I did something a little differently. I'm adding a cup of oat flour, gluten-free oats. Oats are naturally gluten-free, but the process for making oats is not necessarily gluten-free, so make sure your oats are gluten-free certified. And then I just grind them up. You can grind them up in a Cuisinart or whatever. They do have oat flour. I don't know if I've ever seen any gluten-free. So you want a fine ground flour. I just like the oaty earthiness with this quick bread because I think it's gonna, it, it just adds a nice taste. So a cup of oat flour. Ah, almost lost my entire canister over the side of the counter. Haha, <laughs> yay, that would be bad. These came from my aunt when I got married. They're really old and I love them. So one cup of oat flour and it goes. We're gonna add a teaspoon of sweet rice flour to give it a little extra chew. When I say extra chew, what I really mean is to give it a little more cohesiveness like regular flour, because gluten-free flour, at least, uh, I love this blend, but it doesn't hold together like wheat. It just doesn't have gluten, so I'm kind of, I'm using this to replace that um, attribute. 
And next we get a teaspoon of baking soda. Oh my gosh, I'm almost out, yikes. Okay, so with uh, baking soda, I'm not a sifter as many of you may know by now. Um, so I'm gonna measure the teaspoon into my hand and I'm gonna crush any lumps with the back of the measuring spoon and make sure it's smooth because baking soda chunks taste terrible. You don't want that in your baking. So this is how I um, go about not sifting as much. I, I can sift, I have sift, sift. I have sifted, ugh. but um, here we go. One teaspoon. And then a teaspoon of salt. I use regular salt, not large grain salt. I don't want big chunks of salt and things. I mean, sure, if you were doing some salted caramel thing and you wanted chunks on the top, but not in the dough. Okay, one teaspoon of salt. And that is our dry. Mix this together thoroughly. We wanna just make sure all the leavening, especially the leavening and salt, we don't want chunks of that, is fully incorporated in this large volume of flour. And then we're gonna cut in the butter. Now that I'm covered with flour, ugh, hang on. Okay, I'm washing off the flour and then I'm gonna get the butter out of the fridge and I'm getting uh, the buttermilk and, and egg. But first, uh, butter comes first. have Irish butter this time. I have Kerrygold, mm, which if you're a butter lover, which I'm, I'm a butter lover. I love, love butter. It's so brightly yellow and yummy and oh, it is definitely a treat. So five tablespoons of butter and we want cold butter. One, two, three, four, five. Is that right? Yes. Okay. I'm taking a, a five, uh, I was gonna say five pound chunk. Good gracious, what am I making with five pounds of butter? Um, a five tablespoon chunk, and then I'm just gonna shave off pieces because we're gonna cut this in. And if I put the whole chunk of butter in, that makes my job a whole lot harder. So, cut it into chunks here. Like tablespoon sized chunks, or smaller if you want. Okay, and then your options for cutting in. You could either use your fingertips. I took my rings off just in case I wanted to do that or you could use a fork or a pastry blender if you have one. And the objective is to get the butter in small pieces, not melted, so if your hands are hot or if it's a really hot day, maybe you wanna use a fork or a pastry blender. And then you're just gonna rub or press the butter into smaller pieces till it looks like breadcrumbs, and that's the objective. We wanna evenly distribute the butter throughout the flour. It's actually, sometimes it's a lot easier with your hands um, especially a large volume of um, butter to get it in there. And I just kind of roll it, kind of make flat sheets almost, or just small chunks here. So we're all done uh, cutting in the butter. I just use my fingers. There's some little chunks, uh, but not big pieces. That's what you want. And I realized as I was cutting in the butter and I was covered with flour that I forgot the sugar. So it gets three tablespoons of sugar, granulated sugar. One. Two, three, and we'll just mix this in with my Dutch whisk. And that's your dry.
Yay, all done with the dry. We're starting the wet ingredients with a small, like a six, six cup high-sided bowl, and we're adding a cup and a half of buttermilk. Shake it first. All right, one and a half cup. There we go. All right, I'm gonna set that aside so I know I've added it, which, yeah, it's kind of easy to tell I added the milk. That was kind of a goofy thing to say. And I'm adding applesauce, which I know is kind of the odd ingredient out here. Normally applesauce is not in Irish soda bread, but gluten-free baking tends to be dry and get drier. This is a way I can keep moisture in. So we're adding a quarter cup of um, unsweetened applesauce. We don't want to add a lot of flavor, just the moisture carrying content of the apples. Quarter cup goes right in there and one egg, one large egg. And I like Vital Farms because they are just the most, the freshest, the most beautiful eggs. And I love to hear about the hens, right? Run, wandering around. One egg. Oh my gosh. If you're not a competent egg cracker, do not crack it into the milk. Crack it in a separate bowl first. And we're whisking together. And now we're done with the wet ingredients. So now it's time to combine the, combine the two. I'm also adding a cup of currants and golden raisins. I actually didn't quite have enough currants, but you could use any dried fruit if you want. And um, to help the fruit stay suspended in the bread so they're evenly distributed, I'm gonna dust them with a little flour. Sometimes I like to use sugar, but I didn't really wanna add any more sweetness to this bread. So I'm just gonna dust them with a little flour and then mix, uh, I don't know, maybe a half a, oh, not that much. Maybe a half a, maybe a teaspoon for a cup of fruit. I don't wanna add dryness. I just wanna dust the fruit a little bit so that it stays suspended in the dough. Okay, and then I'm gonna add the wet to the dry and whisk it together. So here we go. And I'm gonna mix the wet into the dry until it's almost mixed, and then I'm gonna stir in the fruit. I can't think for and stir for some reason today. So we're almost totally mixed and in goes the fruit. And this is like a thick, shaggy, almost biscuit dough. We're gonna pat it out onto the table and form it into a round loaf. I have a cast iron pan, like a nine inch, I'm guessing, 10 inch cast iron pan that I'm gonna cook it in. I did not preheat it, um, but I'm gonna oil it. Actually, I'll do that now. oiled and then I'm going to uh, pat this shaggy dough out onto a slightly floured surface. We want to mix it together but we don't want to add a lot of dryness with flour but I don't want it to stick either. It's really nice to have a rounded scraper to get it out of the bowl. All right and it's it's kind of piecey so I'm going to have to kind of knead it a little bit before I um, I don't know if you call it kneading, just mix it together, I guess, because there's some dry spots in here. 
you're making a mess. Ah, my hands. Yeah. Covered in dough, but it's okay. Okay. Okay, so I'm patting it together into a rough shape, and it's really studded with fruit. Um, you might not need to dust the bottom a little bit with flour to keep it from sticking. And here it goes into the um, cast iron pan. So I have an oval, slightly domed loaf nicely in this um, cast iron pan. Oh boy. Now we're going to cut an X across the top of the dough very lightly before it goes in the oven. There's the X. And into the oven for about 45 minutes. Depending on the size of your pan, how thick you padded your soda bread, we're going to check it in 10 minutes to see how if it's if it's browning. Just like biscuits or cobbler, sometimes they brown quicker than when it's done. So we'll have foil ready to tent it if we need to, but into the oven it goes. All right, let's check this thing here. Ton. Oh. I think it's a cast iron pan that weighs a ton. This took 47 minutes in my oven. Um, you could test with an instant read thermometer or test uh, like a cake tester in the middle, see if it comes out without um, a bread dough on it. It's going to sound kind of thunky too. Let me, let me just tap it. I don't know if you can hear that. But um, it's craggy on the outside. It should be well browned. Um, the bottom will be browned as well. We're going to let this sit for a little bit. If I um, cut it right now, I'm going to kind of crush a lot of the crumb down and smush it. So we don't want that. So I'm going to let it cool till it's warm. So the bread's cooled slightly. It's on a cutting board. And let's cut a taste here. It's nice and crusty on the outside, has some moist crumb on the inside, and tons of dried fruit studded through it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I'm gonna put butter on it because, well, that's how I roll. No pun intended. Okay. Mm. Oh my gosh, it's really, mm. Sorry, I took a huge bite, probably shouldn't have done that. Mm. Okay, it's really crunchy on the outside and it has, it's barely sweet. It's just a little bit sweet. So if you wanna add honey, which sometimes I do, along with the butter mm, or vegan butter, or mm, I'm sorry, I'm eating again. I couldn't stop eating it. Mm, mm. Okay, stop eating long enough to talk about it. Okay, so it's crunchy on the outside. It's got a nicely browned, um, kind of craggy. It's supposed to look rustic. So it's a little craggy. There's a little flour on the top, which I wanted. The um, flour-dusted currants and raisins are really interspersed nicely throughout the uh, dough. They're like little sweet bits in a, a nice, mm, dense, almost biscuity dough, but a little bit sweet. It's really, really delicious. So good. Um, plain, so good with butter, so good with honey, and it's just beautiful, and it's so easy to make. So I really hope you make this. Mm, I, I might have to have another little nibble here. Mm, this really mm, 
delicious, yummy Irish soda bread with dried fruit. So, so good. If you've never made it, uh, St. Patty's Day is coming up. You can, um, you know, wear your green and eat uh, Irish soda bread if you like to do that kind of stuff. Yum, yum. This is delicious. I love it. I hope you make it. I, I hope you love it too. I swear I'm going to stop eating long enough to record. I have to uh, finish my taping and then get it photographed before my son discovers it and I don't have anything to photograph. <laughs> anyway, um, the next podcast recipe is Millionaire's Bars. Millionaire Bars? I called it Millionaire's. I think it's Millionaire Bars. It's a shortbread base with caramel and um, chocolate, milk chocolate. Who could not like? What's not to like there? It's like a milk dud with a cookie or maybe a Kit Kat. Duh. It's a Kit Kat or a, no, what is that thing? A Twix? I can't eat those things because I'm gluten-free, but I can eat this. So we're making millionaire bars on um, March. No, that would be April 5th. So thanks so much for joining me in the kitchen. I hope you um, come back again for that one too. Oh my gosh, I still left the oven on. What is going on with me? I really appreciate you uh, being in here, spending time with me. It's, it's so important to me to be able to share what I do. And I really hope that you're getting tips and enjoying baking and at least hearing how it's done. If you know anybody who's gluten-free or thinking about gluten-free and doesn't know where to start or would like some inspiration, if you want to share this podcast, that would be great. In the meantime, I'm um, going to be on Instagram and TikTok, so you can find me there. And you guys have fun in the kitchen. Eat something gluten-free. Talk to you soon. Bye.